Good morning, church. Good morning, Reverend. You know, Jesus likes telling stories. And some of the stories are very refreshing. So today, as we are before God, and he's going to talk to us, there will be a few stories intended to refresh us. Shall we first begin with IPR We are going places IPR We are going places IPR we are fresh, fresh and flourishing Fresh and flourishing Fresh and flourishing Thank you very much Amen We'll begin by first reading two Bible messages. And then we'll refresh ourselves with a message from God. The first Bible reading is from Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 31. Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 31. Let us hear the word of God. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew, shall refresh their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. The second Bible reading is a little longer. And it's from the book of Acts. Chapter 3. Verses 1 to 12 and then 17 to 19. Acts chapter 3, verses 1 to 12, then 17 to 19. Let's listen to the word of God. Now, Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from the mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms from those who entered the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms. And fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, Look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. 
And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he, leaping up, stood up and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. Hallelujah. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. Then they knew that it was he who sat begging arms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. Now, as the lame man who was healed held on to Peter and John, all the people ran together to them in the porch, which is called Solomon's, greatly amazed. So when Peter saw it, he responded to the people, Men of Israel, why do you marvel at this? Or why look so intently at us as though by our own power or godliness we had made this man walk? Now 17 to 19. Yet now, brethren, I know that you did it in ignorance as did also your rulers. But those things which God foretold by the mouth of his prophets that the Christ will suffer, he has thus fulfilled. Now listen very carefully to verse 19. Repent therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. I repeat Acts 3.19. Repent therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Amen. Times of refreshing may come from where? The presence of the Lord. This month of August is our times of refreshing. Amen. And I've titled this message Refresh. Indeed, when it is hot and you are tired and you just come from the sun into a chilled room like this, and you are given a cool water to drink, it is what? Refreshing. I would like to read two more messages. And then we will share. In Mark chapter 1 and verse 35, it is written, Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place, place where he prayed. And then Mark 6, 30 to 31, it reads, then the apostles gathered to Jesus and told him all things, both what they had done and what they had taught. And he, Jesus, said to them, Come aside by yourselves to a deserted place and rest a while. Come aside for a while to a deserted place and rest a while. For there were many coming and going, and they did not have time, even to eat. 
rest is not only vital to our spiritual lives, it is imperative for us to be effective. Christ understood this. That is why by himself and with the disciples, they would withdraw and rest. Why? So that they will be refreshed. What is the meaning of refresh? First, let me try to explain fresh. Fresh particularly concerning food, for example, means something that has just been made or just obtained is fresh, like fresh fish. It's new, fresh, just made. Refresh. It's like fresh with the prefix, refresh. It's something being made fresh again. So refresh from the online dictionary is to give energy or strength to something and invigorate. In doing so, we don't throw things out, but we change them for the better. So refreshment means restoring strength, energy, and vigor. And physical Refreshment can also come, for example, from sleep, from rest, or from a very good exercise. But why should we refresh? I told you this is like telling stories. And this morning, as we are before God, I remember Jesus said a sower went out to sow and whilst he sowed some seed fell by the side of the road some fall, fell on rocky grounds others fell among thorns and some on very good soil he went on further to say that the seed is the word of God and the soil on which the seed fell is our hearts. I pray that the Lord himself help us prepare our hearts and we ourselves must make a move to prepare our hearts so that his word, his seeds will fall on good ground where it will grow and yield fruits a hundredfold. Amen. Amen. Jesus likes telling stories and stories are refreshing. For purposes of refreshing, let me tell you a very popular anecdote, story. People alluded to Aesop, a Greek storyteller. They said there were two woodsmen, people who cut wood. One day, Woodman number one challenge Woodman number two to a wood, let's say, tree cutting contest for a day. Now, 
Woodman number two, the one who is being challenged, was very strong. We'll call him Macho Man. He went straight away, started hacking the tree with the axe. He never rested. He went on, went on. Occasionally, he would look at the person who challenged him. That's Woodman number one. And every time he looks, you can see Woodman, Woodman number one appears to be resting. At the end of the day, to the amazement of Woodman number two, who was so strong and was working the whole day, he found out that Woodman number one had chopped, cut more trees than he had. He was amazed and angry. So, he went to Woodman number one and asked him, how? How can such things be? Were you using some tricks? He said, no. Why do you say I was using tricks? He said, every time I looked, you were sitting down and resting. Then he said, oh, that's a lesson I want to teach you. I was not just resting. I was sharpening my axe and regaining my breath. And so I go there refreshed with a sharpened axe so I, can, I could cut more trees than you could. Are you getting the story? That one with all his strength, boo, boo, boo. The axe was dull. He was still using his mighty strength to do. But the other one had time to rest, sharpen the axe and cut. And he cut more because he could rest, he could sharpen the axe and put it to better use. Thank you. How does it relate to us? As Christians, we need to make time to refresh, to rest, just like they said, date himself, and he asked his disciples to do the same. But how do we ref refresh? How do we do that? When you exhaust yourself, and you need to relax, or renew, or refresh, you may do so through taking a vacation. And that is changing your environment. Going to the seashore. Going to some quiet place where you can really feel good. You may listen to relaxing music. You may enjoy the company of friends and talk good things. You can do many things. But if you work, work, work and you don't break you get stressed up. I've seen people who work, 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 and then they faint, they collapse. I've seen students who learn, 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 they chew, 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 and then they get confused, they burn out. It is important to have times of activity. 
and times of rest. Even in creation, you can see during the day, everything is active, alive. And yet in the night, everything appears calm, relaxed. Working actively is important. Relaxing is also important. The two together work together to make you do better than you could. But as Christians, how does this relate to us? Especially as we are talking about our times of refreshing, our times of renewal. You know, as Christians, when we are refreshing, when we are renewing, we wait upon the Lord. And when I say we wait upon the Lord, what will come to your mind will be praise and worship. Yes, that is, that is true. Fasting and prayers. Yes. But I would like to let us note quickly that refraining from eating and drinking is an act of worship that is good for our soul. For it helps us break the body under the control of the soul. Papa has taught a lot about that. Fasting is less about what we are giving up and much more about what we are making room for. When we fast, we exchange what we need to survive for what we need to live. More of God. Man shall not live by bread alone. To live really, we must be in union with God. We also refresh by searching ourselves and applying ourselves to God's word. We read it, study it, meditate on it, memorize it, talk about it with others, rely on it, believe it, pray about it, and choose it. How? Does all this apply to me and to you, to us? Let's go back to Acts chapter 3 and verse 19. Peter said, Repent, therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, so that times of refreshment may come from the presence of the Lord. At the time Peter said this, these words, the leaders of the established religion, Judaism, were against Jesus, and they had actually plotted and had Jesus killed. And Peter, after telling them a lot of things from how the prophets prophesied about Jesus coming to when he fulfilled the prophecy, now he's telling them that repent and be converted. In other words, accept Jesus so that times of refreshing may come from where? The presence of the Lord. How does this verse relate to us as we prepare to usher in our 2019 times of refreshing. IPR team. Do we just sit around and wait on God turning up? Is that what we have to do? Or is there something that we can do 
I believe there is something that we can do. And I believe we can prepare for times of refreshing. Not only prepare, but we can actually, practically position ourselves for times of refreshing. And I would like to suggest at least one such way. In Hosea chapter 10 and verse 12. Hosea chapter 10 and verse 12. The Bible says, Sow for yourselves righteousness. Reap in mercy. Break up fallow grounds. For it is time to seek the Lord till he comes and rings righteousness upon you. My focus is on break up fallow ground. For those of us who are from rural communities, breaking up fallow ground is nothing strange. You can see that after the hammer time, when the ground is dry, patched, and it's cracked, many places the soil cannot hold crops because the weather is so hot sometimes even bushfire coming but the farmer knows that times of refreshment rainy season is ahead and for the earth to be able to produce good food he has to prepare the ground so what do they do they break up the surface of the ground. We use tractors to do that. We use hoe, hoe, as all, to break the ground. So that when the rain comes, it can go beyond the hard ground and enter in for seeds that we grow to germinate. There is something that Charles Finney, a great revivalist, believes strongly in. And what he believes is that we can take, you can take your spade. And you can start to dig up the hard places in your life. Do a spiritual inventory and ask the Lord, as in Psalm 139, 23 to, to, to 24. Psalm 139, 23 to 24. Search me, O God. Know my heart. Try me and lead me in the way everlasting. Lord, show me. Whilst you are searching your heart like that, it's like you are breaking the ground. Whilst doing this, you do not need to listen to the accuser. Bring up your guilt and other things. No. Nor be too introspective either. By going to God and saying, God, you show me what I need to deal with. What do I need to break up? Where are the hard areas? The unfruitful areas? The barren places in my life? In your life? 
So when you identify said places, you go there and dig it up. What are those areas of your life which you are still sovereign over? Lord, you have not handed that over for the control of the Holy Spirit. You've got to go there, dig that place up, and offer it for the Lord to refresh. As you open up to God, listen to his voice in this regard. Breaking up those hard places within your heart. Nobody but you alone will know. Times of refreshing will come. There is an incredible story in 2nd Kings chapter 3. Today, as we are in the presence of God, there will be a few stories to refresh us. 2nd Kings chapter 3. And it's about Elisha. What happened was that at that time, they had conquered so many people. And so the Israel, Israel and I mean, Judah and Samaria, people bring them tributes. And some rebelled. They were not going to bring them any tributes. So the king of Samaria, that of Judah, Jehoshaphat, and that of Edom came together and said, look, we've got to make these people stop their foolishness and start paying tributes. Thus, they took their armies and went out. It's in second Kings chapter 3. They moved around looking for the soldiers who, I mean the people who are coming to fight them to protect their not bringing tributes. After about seven days the soldiers made up of the team of Judah, Samaria and Co. were tired. The ground was dry. The animals were thirsty. Even food was a challenge. The horses, no food. They were carrying cattle who they eat, they carry around and kill and eat. They were tired. And they said to them, said, mm, we can't continue like this. These animals will die. And when the enemy pounds on us, they can finish us. So one of them said, the prophet of the Lord is close by. Let's go to him. So they went to look for Elisha. Elisha looked at the kings. He was going to ignore them, but because of Jehoshaphat, who loved God, Elisha listened to them. So let's jump straight to verse 16. Okay, let me read here. You see, do we go after the Moabites or not? Because there is no water. How can we operate when there is no water to drink? Now look at what Second Kings chapter three and verse sixteen says. The prophet Elisha said, "That says the Lord, make this valley full of ditches." For thus says the Lord, you shall not see wind, nor shall you see rain, yet the valley shall be filled with water, so that you 
your cattle and animals may drink. And this is a simple matter in the sight of the Lord. What is Elisha saying? He was telling them something like, the rain is coming, the water is coming, but you need to get ready. And indeed, if you are thirsty, like they were, it means that even if the rain comes, the rain will be useless unless they prepare troughs. And in this case, they have to dig the ground. So when the rain comes, it will go in for them to be able to store what God is going to bring out. As you dig your hearts, the soil of your hearts, prepare. For if you don't, and the refreshment of God comes, you will not be able to hold anything. That's a word from the Lord right here for you. I don't know specifically what that means to you today. How you need to dig ditches. Each of you will have to ask God specifically what you need so that when it comes you can store it. You know, when Jesus asked blind Bartimaeus, what do you want me to do for you? The blind man said, Lord, I want to see. Right now, if God were to ask you, what do you want me to do for you? What would you say? But he must knew what he needed. So you could answer. Ask yourself, right now, you are in the presence of God. He's asking you, what may I do for you? Only you know what you ask him. But I'm asking you, Search your heart. Break your heart down. Break it down. Search yourself. Know where you are really thirsty for God. So that when the times of refreshment come, you can store it. You know, the biblical image that is used to represent an insatiable appetite and pursuit of God is in the Psalms, like Psalm 42, 1 to 2 says, As the deer pants for water brooks, so pants my soul for you. Oh God, my soul thirsts for you. The living God. When shall I come and appear before God? Then Psalm 84, 2 also says, My soul longs, even faints for the cause of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. And Psalm 63 verse 1 says, O God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. 
my flesh longs for you. I will seek you, my soul thirsts for you. For you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. Are we thirsty for God? As we go into the times of refreshment, are we thirsting for God? Or we are thirsting for His blessings? Are you thirsting for God Himself? Or you are thirsting for His blessings? Hmm. I'll tell you a story. There was a king who loved his soldiers so much. And as he was traveling through his kingdom, this was his capital then, he saw so much poverty and he felt compassion for his people. So he decided to organize a party, a banquet, and invite anybody who wanted to come. But before they came, he told them publicly that when you come to me, anything you want, I'll give you. Provided you can take it. So the day came. And the palace was thronged with many people. Hmm. Some went, somebody went for the throne. Some went for silver caps. Some went for gold. They were taking what they want. And they were happy, jubilating. Hey, happy. Then there was an old lady who went to the king and said, King, <laughs> did you really say I can take anything I want? The king said, Yes, I said so. The old lady went there and said, King, are you sure I can ask for anything I want? He said, Yes, I said it. I am the king and I said it. King, don't be angry one last time can I take ask for and take anything I want the king said yes then the old lady laughed ha ha king I want you you can see the face of the queen but the king said why do you want me the old lady said king look at what we are doing we know you love us I also love you, so I want you. For when I have you, then I have everything. The things you have, I can't take them all. But when I have you, I can have anything I want because you are mine and I am yours. You get the import of the story. So during these times of refreshing, you may have needs, yes. Ask God about it. But your greatest desire should be for God himself. For when you have him, you have what? Everything. You will be truly refreshed. For refreshment comes only. In the presence of the Lord. Say to yourself, or say after me, I will wait upon the Lord. I will wait upon the Lord. And I will be refreshed. And I will be refreshed. I will wait upon the Lord. 
I will wait upon the and Lord. And I will be refreshed. And I will be refreshed. I will wait upon the Lord. I will wait upon the Lord. And I will be refreshed. And I will be refreshed. Remember what Peter told them. Repent and be converted. So that times of refreshing will come from the presence of the Lord. In our times of refreshing, as we wait upon God, let us remember the first Bible reading, that is Isaiah chapter 40 verse 31. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew, shall refresh their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. First, there is a general promise. Those who wait will gain new strength will be refreshed. It is the promise of new strength to do what is needed. This would include emotional, moral, and spiritual strength. And undoubtedly, physical strength is to be included since it is often affected by our spiritual condition. Then there are three specific promises. They will mount up with wings as eagles. This will seem to point to the ability to rise above the problems of one's life through one's heavenly experience or relationship with the Lord by waiting on Him. Two, they will run and not be weary. They will run and not get tired. This analogy to running is more like because of the stress involved in our daily activities. We just need to go to God daily and surely He will fill us to overcome the challenges that come our way. The tougher the situation, the more we have to draw on God by literally clinging to him. Then finally you see they will walk and not faint. Walking is more like the everyday activities. You take it for granted. But as you go on to God and he refreshes you, you are not stressed, you are not worried because you are in his presence. Remember refreshment is in the presence of the Lord. I'd like to summarize or conclude. Times of refreshing come from the presence of the Lord and we can position ourselves in his presence and wait for him. We can actually dig ourselves, search ourselves, requesting the Holy Spirit within us to guide us to know exactly what we need so that if, like Blank Batimos, we are asked, what do you need? You have a good answer, a good request to make. But above all, I want us to know that in our desire to ask for this, that, that, which varies from person to person because we are different. Remember that desiring God is the most important thing. And every other thing then will follow. Finally, I'll give you my last anecdote to refresh you. The last story. 
a young monk, monk, M-O-N-K, in the monastery, went to see the abbey, the, the head of the monastery, said, Master, I want to ask you two questions. The old monk looked at the young man, smiled and said, Fire on. I will answer if I can. So the young man asked, question number one, how do I know the will of God? Old man asked, okay, question number two, how can I be led by the spirit of God? Question number one is what? How may I know the will of God? Question number two, how can I be led by the, by spirit, the spirit of the of Lord? God. The old man smiled lovingly, held him and says, my son, sit down. He requested, bring him some cool water to refresh him. He brought the water. He drank. Then he asked the boy, that the young monk, I have taught you to wait before the Lord. True or false? Oh, yes, you have. So what do you do? He says, I read the scripture. I praise, I worship, I discard the scripture with people. Then the man, young man asked him, Master, I've asked you two questions. You're asking me a question. What are the answers? Can you guess the answer? I want the man's response to sink into you. If you will never remember anything about this sermon, you should remember this. Omar responded. If you want to know the will of God, read the Bible. If you want to be led by the Spirit of God, do the Bible. If you want to be refreshed, stay in the presence of the Lord. That wasn't too sore for him. What did I say? If you want to know the will of God, if you want to be led by the will of, uh, in the led by the Spirit of the Lord, what do you do? What? The do the, the Bible. Bible. What you have to learn to do, you learn by what? Doing. So as we wait, prepare to wait before God in these times of refreshing. Know his way by reading the Bible. Permit yourself to be led by the Spirit of God by doing what the Bible says. This month, as we wait on the Lord, as we want ourselves to be refreshed, read the Bible, do the Bible. And may the Lord our God refresh your hearts in his presence as we wait before him. Amen.